We're, we're ready. Oh, you guys good. That's good. So, can you kick us off with a hello and welcome to oh, we're getting, uh, people week two? Your chair, uh, looking at us. Shall I give you a countdown like last time? Yeah, you can do that if you want. Three, two. Hello, and uh, welcome back to the Karen almost said Karen Coffee Podcast. It's the Karen Cast. Great name. Producer Jack nailing it with the uh, brand there. It's a um, work in progress. Hopefully you, you will have, at this point, already watched our previous podcast um, or listened on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other stuff. Um, and you will have a bit more context for what we are going to be doing today, which is pretty much having a ramble um, and trying to flesh out some parts of our business. Yeah. Um, we are drinking a coffee at least so there is some uh, aspects of coffee involved why are we drinking it's the there is indeed it's planadas nice one of our red coffees uh from colombia brewed um, on one of our melita brewers Excels. it's nice yeah. we filter it's a real karen gorm experience it is a it's real good it is good it's actually got much better as it's cooled so that's yeah quite often the case in any case, massive tangent. Uh, yeah. Welcome back. And um, yeah, I think today we're going to talk a bit about marketing, which seems to be something we've talked about quite a lot in the past. Yeah. And people have appreciated slash um, been interested. So um, what aspects are we going to... So we're going to focus probably mainly today on the Christmas advert that we did and why we did it. And I think... Uh, obviously that was a massive part of the end of last year for us was building up to that a lot of prep goes into that kind of stuff so we wanted to chat a little bit about why we did it and then also what were some of the outcomes of that probably just explain a little bit to people what kind of effort goes into making a Christmas advert so um, it's a bit I guess focused today on a very specific part of our marketing you know marketing for us is huge you know we do lots and lots of marketing it's probably the most um curated bit of marketing we have done though so it's quite yeah. a good uh it's quite a good benchmark to look at and just to kind of i suppose give the the listeners slash viewers an idea of like what goes into in the background to actually make that um make that piece of marketing come to life i suppose a hundred percent and obviously today i think i'll be asking you some questions because christmas advert was very very much robbie's idea something uh that I think you've wanted to do, to do for ages. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. But first, I'm going to start off with some stats. I love yeah, a stat. Okay. So um, on YouTube, it's had 44,000 views, um, 199 likes. If someone, one person can please like that to get us up to 200, that would be fantastic. Um, Instagram, it got 118,000 views, 1,500 likes, 150 comments. And then across other platforms as well, you know, it's tens of thousands of views. So, mm. you know, when we have yeah, been des- <laughs> when we have been describing it, we've been saying it obviously has had hundreds of thousands of views, which would yeah. be correct. And then people like Jack now talk in terms of impressions and engagements. Um, so there's been it got lots, mm. I think we would say. So long story short, with those stats. Did that perform in line with your expectations? Or, yeah, is it a success? Are you like, we smashed that? Okay, so the best case scenario, I think, was it went viral. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that is classified as viral, but I think the chances of that happening were small to none. Yeah. (laughs) So 
Um, I'd say that's probably because we were also quite late. Yeah. We didn't almost give it enough time to, because we were competing already with the big dogs when they'd already, they like, had just released theirs yeah. as well. Interestingly, that was, uh, like, the positioning of when it was released was something we, we thought quite hard about. Like, yeah. we we were happy for it to come out after John Lewis. Yeah. Because we kind of felt like if we went before John Lewis, them coming out would kind of take the wind out of it. It's like all the tension would go to them. But we kind of let them have their moment. Mm. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, like, what, what about this? But when we watched John Lewis one, we are like, we fucking just completely copied. Literally. So for, for uh, the first bit of insight is that yeah. we recorded the video yeah. the day after the John Lewis one came out. Yeah. But obviously had done... No, the day of, no? Was it the day of? It was the day of, because they sent us the WhatsApp in the morning. Yeah, like, here's the video. Oh, that's right. FYI, Jack's just chiming in now. He's got a mic. Yeah, I got so a mic. Just, <laughs> he's got a mic. This week, he's been giving a mic. He's just piling in whenever he wants with some information. Each each he's week, he's going to get closer to the lens. It's going to finally be on shot. Oh, God. But, um, but uh, yeah, like, so we, we filmed it the day of, but obviously, unlike a lot of our... our kind of uh, more throwaway content, it was highly planned. So we yeah. had script written, music made, all sorts. So it wasn't just like, oh, we'll just change. It was like, yeah, it was a very similar strain of storyline to John Lewis, but we were pretty deep at that point. And actually, I think in hindsight, it, it didn't affect it in the slightest. It actually made it quite fun because it did look like we just thrown this together yeah. to kind of play off the or as a kind of counterpart to theirs. So, 100%. so but coming back, I guess, to that original question. Yeah. So without it going viral, which I agree, it's very difficult for something to go viral. Like you don't, yeah. people probably do try and make videos to go viral, but it's not, it's not as easy as probably you think that maybe mm-hmm. is to happen. So given those numbers. I don't know what numbers, viral is, by the way. Like, no, I don't know what the club. I was expecting. I think it went viral amongst the community that, we intended it. Yeah, far, it far like it, exceeded it, it, our it, it, audience. Yeah, it, like, got, yeah. it got out with that, which is, in a sense, viral. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so, so to answer your question, I think that when we decided to press the button on this, your uh, kind of benchmark for success, I think, was, as it should be, revenue. Yeah. So I think, yeah. in terms of that, it's tough because... Like, we were like, let's have an incredible Christmas. We've got the roastery taken. We've got to really push sales. But then, obviously, off the back of a lot of strike action with host, and, you know, we were kind of in a bit of a tricky position there. So we couldn't really play on all of our, um, you know, uh, audience that we'd kind of drawn towards our our website, which is pretty annoying. Um, So it's hard to know whether... If everything had been fine uh, postage-wise, um, yeah. for for anyone who isn't in the UK, um, there were Royal Mail strikes, who are the courier, courier we use, uh, for a lot of days in, in December. So I think Jack might correct me, but it was something like the 13th or maybe even earlier that we posted uh, an announcement, um, on the which called like a banner, yeah. on our website that basically said, pretty much, you're not getting a coffee if you order now. Yeah. So we were heavily pushing this video and not really able to cash in on it so it's hard to like we had that against us so to use the revenues was it success or not it feels quite challenging yeah. what i think is now for the going into this year we're going to play off the back of a, a larger audience of people who are aware of us now yeah, yeah 100%. so it's like it will have longer lasting 
um, ripple effects, which is cool. But yeah, what did I don't know what I thought it would do in terms of views. I just thought it would be a really cool thing to do, and I think, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's pretty pretty silly. But I yeah. guess that when you're young, obviously your biggest um, advantage is like naivety, isn't yeah. it? And I'm like, uh, I was chatting <laughs> laterally. My dad worked in the whiskey industry and marketing. Um, in his, uh, when he was younger, a little bit younger, and um, he said, like, if you'd done that with, say, like a big brand like the McAllen, or it yeah. would cost hundreds of thousands of pounds to create that video. Yeah, like obviously, um, we were on a very, very, very tight budget. Yeah. Um, well, let's segue into that. Um, so uh, we can chat about about the production company who did it. Um, so big shout out to Lost Clock, obviously. Uh, we started working with them through Story Shop, who uh, who are our marketing guys, and mm-hmm. we we started to speak to them. I guess very early on in the new year, we'll maybe touch on that slightly as well. But from a cost perspective, because this is something you had to get past me. Like yeah. I was, um, I remember you coming to me and being like, "Oh, I want to do this, and it's going to obviously cost some money." Yeah. So just, I think for a bit of transparency, we don't want to be too transparent because. Um, I guess that's unfair on Lost Clock, but it it, yeah. it cost less than I'll say ten thousand pounds. Yes, all in to do that advert, and I'm including like ad spend, including ad spend, including yeah. everything. Um, so I guess break. Can you break that down slightly? And I guess some of the job that Lost Clock um, did for us. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, I don't know how uh, much people like an actress, for actor, for example. Yeah. Um, would want to have that disclosed, like yeah, the fee, exactly. but like uh, we could probably say the actor was probably like a f- almost a quarter or a fifth of the budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is um, pretty nuts. But was something that was so pivotal in the success of it. It was like that's what I think it gave it like a lot of strength is the fact that it wasn't just us acting. It was like. Yeah. Shit, they're actually doing something serious here. That's, you know, there's a proper actor. I think you capitalized well on only having one actor as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you made a good story around yeah. that, but then also made a bit of a saving. Yeah, yeah. We, we got quite lucky with the side cast as yeah. well, didn't we? So, but now it's got it's opened a bit of a can of worms because now when I see like a cool looking influencer, I'm like, oh, you get them to act in a video for us, yeah. <laughs> and they're like not even actors, but um, yeah. uh. What was the question? So, um, <laughs> are they breaking it down? Yeah. Well, yeah, lost clock. Like, so I think you said uh, a lot of effort went into it, and I think that yeah. probably surprised us how well prepared lost clock were. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you could probably break down so, a bit more, what? So lost clock had done a video for my cousins who are brewer, yeah. and they'd uh, they'd done the Talisker Challenge, uh, rowing across the Atlantic, and uh, at the time, actually, this is they've got. Uh, they should be getting commission because they were the inspiration for us to work with Story Shop um, yeah. for a lot of our marketing. Who the McLean um, brothers? Who who had basically orchestrated their whole campaign. Yeah, and they they were in like so much press. Yeah, like they were on like BBC, like all like it was fantastic. So I was like, they know what they're doing mm. from the off. Um, the video before they went on the 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 kind of adventure was a kind of advert. Because it was, they were raising money for charity, so it was yeah. a kind of like charity launch kind of um, advert by Lost Clock, and yeah. I was like, 
we need to find a way of of working with them because yeah. it was just so good, like so yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. And I think I probably showed it to you guys in the roastery like multiple times when yeah. I was talking about like video ideas and stuff. Um, so I was like, we need to do something quite cool to be able to utilize them. But I think the flip side, and I think this is, you know, the case for all small businesses. It's like you you want to utilize your friends. You want to utilize not in a, in a in a horrible way, not like yeah. kind of a, well, extorting them. But um, we were fortunate that I think Lost Clock were quite keen to work with us because yeah. there was a connection there, yeah. and they liked what we were doing. Yeah. So, you know, they they thought it was a fun project as well. So. We couldn't quite pay them in coffee beans, though, unfortunately. No, nah, they wanted a bit more than that. But I think, yeah. you know, it, they probably um, did certainly do us a bit of a favour yeah. in terms of, you know, the the, out, the out, um, output of you know, the advert looked incredible. It did yeah. look like, you know, a tens of thousands of pound project. Yeah. Um, and all credit to them for doing that. But the, the process was extensive. Like, they had to do... Like location scouting, they had to take photos for like storyboarding. They had to um, do multiple drafts of a script, yeah, all for like a minute long um, advert, which is nuts. And I think people won't realize that there is that m- amount of detail in it. They had yeah. to get um, uh, auditions for like five different actors. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's endless. Get makeup artists. So we can maybe talk more about that. But yeah, it's yeah. like. You know, there's there's a huge amount that they did that yeah. probably people don't realise, which is pretty pretty mad. I think that's probably where I I come from that sort of background more, where it's you don't realise probably all the effort that is going to go into something like that. Yeah. And obviously, from a cost point of view, um, I'm always as an accountant background uh, reluctant to spend money, mm. and I think you try. I struggle to see sometimes how the money is spent, but for that, you know, you could really see. So much planning went into it. I really do think we got massive value for money out yeah. of that, considering um, what was produced, essentially. Yeah. And I, I think um, it was part of our strategy almost to think beyond just the advert. It was like, how do we, are there ways that we can make that money go further? Like, yeah. a part of our strategy was always that we would then, you know, try and pitch it in a way that it was like a small business taking on John Lewis. And yeah. we would try and then from that get PR yeah. get into newspapers to try and really you know make that money go further for, for the, the bit of content but I think like in a larger sense there's other aspects where we will get value like I think every Christmas now like certainly the next one there will be an anticipation for like are we going to do something mm-hmm. and that gets people thinking about us as a coffee brand at Christmas yeah, yeah which yeah, is okay. highly valu- valuable you know I think um, that will in the long run really uh really help us but I suppose it puts pressure on us to do it again, to do it again 100% the so conversation will come around quickly yeah for sure um, I just want to segue back then to you kind of briefly touched on it there why did we do a Christmas ad so obviously we've talked about was it a success or not and obviously the amount of effort that went into it but why did you want to do a Christmas ad so badly I think it's it's just the pinnacle of content isn't it like the John Lewis Christmas ad is something that people look forward generally look like forward to Super Bowl advert type thing. yeah mm. um, and I kind of found it, it thought it'd be quite funny more than anything I'm like imagine we kind of try and do like a genuine bit of content yeah. that, like which we hadn't done a lot of that year and it felt yeah. like if we're going to do that that would be a good way of doing it I think it's like this I wanted to do something with Lost Clock I wanted to do something that was like a, a 
proper project piece. Yeah. Um, they would benefit the business at a time you know we, when we wanted sales, but yeah. um, also just the idea of it being like a cinematic thing was like really quite funny. Yeah. But I think like what sparked my uh, the concept really for me was I think it was like a day when I was um, I was going to work and I was leaving Jamie, my son, uh, and I and he was maybe kind of like a wee bit upset that I was going to work, yeah. and I was like. Uh, the the kind of emotion of that I was like that's a very sincere like uh, intense kind of um, kind of moment almost and I was like uh, I ju- it sparks just I have a lot of ideas when I'm driving my van around and yeah. I'm like, I was thinking about it and I was thinking a great ad would be oh, I, I was going to say I think that maybe could be our next year's one so maybe don't oh do you think yeah, okay. I think it's because okay. that was the first thing you pitched me. Yeah, when when the, when it was like just an idea. Yeah, he might be old enough to act on it. Next, this, this and I, I think that's like an absolutely perfect idea because it's yeah, totally yeah. different from yeah, yeah what we've shot. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's keep it under wraps. And <laughs> but the, the, you, there was an idea there. Well, a lot of anti- anticipation's building already. Now. Ah. Um, but uh, I think it was I, I was driving around and I just uh, wrote a voice note. Actually, we, we looked it up uh, just now just to yeah. see when it was. It was it was. Uh, 26th of July uh, was when I sent the voice note to our marketing WhatsApp, um, which have Story Shop in it. Um, and uh, yeah, Jamie replied up there with the best briefs of all time. Yeah. So I think it's important that you, like, I, you know, I do a lot of these, like, idea. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of band around a lot of concepts and yeah. very little of them uh, come to fruition, but it, uh, it's, it takes energy from a lot of people. And I think that this was a perfect example of that. It's like, they were like, let's do this. And they kind of picked up on the kind of concept really well and and brought a lot of energy to that project. So, um, but yeah, 26th of July, that's mad. Started very early. And then six months. So do you think as a result of this, are more small businesses going to be taking on Christmas adverts this year? Do you think? I, I was kind of, um, surprised that what, I don't know why, but I just thought, um, oh, we're going to do this, and then there's going to be loads of other people doing it. But there, wa- yeah. there wasn't, no. and I'm, I'm, I am quite surprised there isn't more because people love uh, a Christmas ad. Yeah, um, and I think they they look look at, well, go on YouTube and look up Christmas ads all the time. Yeah, I think you know it's yeah. I I generally think there will be probably more. Yeah, for so, sure. So my barber Paul, that's what he said he goes on at Christmas. Um, and he came across ours just because he was Googling Genuinely. Christmas ads. That's yeah, mad, so isn't it? Popped up on YouTube. Yeah. Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. Great barber. Be- best fades in, in uh, <laughs> Southbridge. Not at the moment. Um, yeah, so overall, I guess, because I think we can now probably develop this into more of a marketing chat given, um, you know, I think we've discussed a lot that video content is a huge part of what we're going to do going forward, things yeah. like this. And obviously, like you've said, uh, video ad essentially is the pinnacle of that but underneath all of that then you know if we just did that and then never did anything again people would forget who came for more pretty quickly i guess so um yeah and that's the case with this podcast as well it's yeah. like we've uh when i when i brought this like firm idea like we, we need to just do this um properly it's like i think it's like a three-month kind of commitment almost and i think it's the same with everything like you say it's like you can't just drop something and then f- disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah, um, that would then be a waste of money, I think. 
Well, so my question, I guess, then that comes out of that is, um, so what's the point, I guess? Um, so the same with the Christmas ad, which... I feel like you said that quite a lot in this process. Yeah, when doing the Christmas but I ad. think it's, it's <laughs> I, I guess, a better way, and I always um, quiz Kat, my partner, and I do the same to you, is ask, uh, my boss used to do it to me all the time, mm-hmm. why? So yeah. like, and then I would give an answer, and then he'd be like, why? And it yeah. would keep going until you, yeah, until you get to the bottom. So, you yeah. know, what's the point of the Christmas ad? And then I guess what is the point going forward of doing video content? Okay, so why? I mean, the obvious one was to make more sales at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, <laughs> like, why is that important? Well, we need to make money <laughs> so we can make more content. But, yeah. I, like, I think it was, um, we've been quite obsessed on this, like, brand building uh, journey and I feel like last year as we talked in the last episode of the pod was very much like the journey started at Christmas really yeah we obviously missed the boat with the the boxes but it felt like a perfect way to almost like bookend yeah that um kind of first year of like taking brand building seriously yeah um it felt like a really good way to to kind of do that um and I don't know yeah I think like why I guess yeah, why spend that much money on one bit of content without ever you know, like there's a lot of stuff that we spend money on which has had like a hundred hits. So yeah. it is you know, it was definitely a calculated risk. Yeah. Um but I I, I can a clear why for me it's like to have fun. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not the answer that maybe you want to hear, but I'm like um, you know th- oh yeah, I think that's good. The, the reason you, I want to run excuse me, the reason I want to run a business is to you know, to be able to do things which I find fun and enjoy enjoyable. And I think I've obviously from quite a creative background, I love creating things. And I think yeah. um, the, the concept of being able to have a proper like video project was, was sounded fun to me. Yeah. Um, and hopefully make money as well. <laughs> I know there's a business we actually talk about quite a lot um, who's kind of some inspiration for us when it comes to video content called better beer in australia so hopefully we maybe tag them in this oh, love to get some love to get them we'll love to get some banter with better beer but uh yeah they very much are down that route but obviously they've come from an influencer type background so mm-hmm. they understand the power of the videos they make but their business is basically built off of video content isn't yeah. it and they've done ads haven't they so yeah I, they actually probably are a large part of the inspiration for this ad that's a good point yeah. because they've done a few like so they they are very much like meme fun tiktoky content yeah but then every so often they'll throw in an absolute banger of a well-produced yeah like proper advert and i was like there's something really it makes that so much more powerful when it's like oh f- what i wasn't expecting that yeah and i think that has been the biggest response we've probably had from doing the christmas ad is people being like well, I wasn't expecting that, or like, whoa, I was expecting this to be shit, or <laughs> yeah, or a joke, or a joke, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it then, oh, yeah, um, it had a bit more impact, which is quite funny. Like, Erin gives me trouble for saying "I love you" to uh, a kid too much, because <laughs> she's like, it has more impact when you say it. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, I think like uh, better beer is fantastic, and they they have just absolutely nailed it. And it's they've built a whole community off of like their content, it, and it's so spread. It's like uh, they've got the the youthful generation absolutely nailed. Yeah. But then so do we, don't we, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> but they've done a lot of stuff with like some of the videos 
which are kind of in like a setting like this where they've got like a 70 year old guy where they're like what advice would you give your younger self and i'm like it's quite hard hitting yeah for and sure it's a great balance well um, what's their other kind of thing called it's like the uninspired uh, underemployed or something inspired like unemployed yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's great yeah it is great um so great i don't know the name but yeah. it is great um no I, yeah, I, we, yeah we 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 chatted about them a lot i think uh and we'll we'll obviously find out from the reaction to this podcast but we'll uh this is something we will talk about more i think on the pod as we go forward we did something last year and you know we chatted there that marketing is such a big bit um for every business now so i think of all these pods that we do whenever we're chatting to other business owners there's going to be elements of all the discussions which cover marketing essentially mm-hmm. um and obviously we now get a lot of people that reach out to us and are like oh god you guys are absolutely smashing it from a marketing point of view where you're doing a great job and it's it's weird i guess to hear that obviously yeah. we do put a lot of effort into it but maybe sometimes you don't step back to think you know is it going as well as you want it to go i think everyone like you say expects to go viral or expects sales to quadruple because you get hit by all these nonsense ads all the time on youtube which are telling you like do this and you'll make a million pounds overnight so i think it's important to realize that all this stuff's very much a slow burn and we didn't do the christmas ad expecting to make millions of pounds yeah, I could maybe be very transparent on basically. Um, I said to Robbie, if we do the Christmas ad, we need to make this number from online sales. Yeah, do you want to? T- should we say what that number is? Yeah, I can do. I can't remember what it is. But. I think it was between ten and fifteen thousand in yeah. December is what we wanted to make from online sales. Yeah, which would basically have been doubling the year before. Um, yeah. And in reality, that didn't happen because, like we said earlier, of the postal strikes, yeah. probably. You know, we had to stop selling coffee very early. Mm-hmm. We obviously got lots of those red boxes, which, you know, again, huge amount of effort from you going into getting that ready on time. Yep. Um, we actually sold out of those boxes as well. Yeah, that went well. Boxes went really, really well. So we didn't quite hit the revenue targets maybe we had wanted to, but I would still categorize the ad as being a massive success, a massive learning curve for us, massive learning curve for Jack. Yeah. I guess you probably, you can chime in as well in terms of what what the day was like, essentially. You know, we spent a full day, probably I mean, 12 hours. It was just, it was just very professional. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Like from, you know, it was a whole day of just shooting nonstop. And like yeah. the behind the scenes is very jokey, but like it was quite a tiring day. Um, you know, an hour there, an hour back as well. So it, yeah. it was... Um, yeah, and, and and when it comes down to one minute of content, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know how long they were taking to prepare some scenes. Yeah, yeah. It might seem like OTT, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's what you get when you want. It to is my funny. It's funny you say that because like we we've talked about this where from the outside when you look at the content, it looks like we're just having a great time. Yeah, it is actually it is hard work. So hard. Uh, beyond just like all of the planning, yeah. The, the actual day was pretty intense very intense. I, mean, I was really drained by then yeah like yeah even yeah. though it was really fun it was like oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, I, a, you're a slightly you're, young, you're a hardened seasoned <laughs> warriors <laughs> Robbie was complaining about his feet all day <laughs> what was he, that? Was, he was spilling oh, shit yeah. he likes yeah. Yeah. shall we talk the, the I floor wanna, was quite hard the floor was hard <laughs> you need what are those mats called 
Uh, oh, yeah, like a fatigue bath. A fatigue bath. Um, <laughs> let's quickly talk about then, on that, the hardest scene. So, again, like we said, so we were there for 12 hours to produce one minute of content. <laughs> for me, the hardest scene, um, and maybe, obviously, Lost Clock, everyone would differ, but the, the one with one. the kettle... The oh, mock-up yeah. oh, boiler. Yeah, that, I thought you were going to say a different one. That, that was tough. Um, yeah, it's like... I'll tell you mine after, but yeah, the kettle one was... Yeah, uh, so we had a mock pot on a stove boiling. The, the scene was supposed to be that that pot boiled over, mm-hmm. and then the actor obviously kind of going to pick it up and knocking yeah. it over. And Did they was, have insurance? I, I, sh- I assume. Everyone's insured, yeah. But there was yeah. actually like pl- uh, sellotape over the... Uh, the mock up well, yeah. I mean, that so, took so long to figure out, though. Yeah, to the, make it over which kind of seemed bizarre because I mean, duh, like, In- yeah. incredibly difficult scene to film, and obviously an element of danger in the sense that, well, yeah, it's a boiling mock up. It generally was, yeah, it was really yeah. Um, so was that was very, very difficult. What was your one? My one was uh, the last scene when uh, Jamie and Lara were in the room and they had to drink the coffee and look like they liked it, <laughs> but but it was literally like. It was espresso made in like a French press or something. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. Um, but we were like, oh, I don't know if does he look like he does enjoy it. We're, we kept on questioning uh, Lost Clock to be like, should we try it like this? Yeah. And they were uh, quite good at batting that away and being like, just trust us. But big shout out to Jamie and Lara as well, who are obviously not yeah, actors. They, they did really well for like if you didn't tell anyone that they yeah they were just. You know, yeah. actors, they would be yeah. like, oh, yeah, They yeah, absolutely yeah. nailed it, I'd say. Um, Especially for that close-up shot on Lara. That was, that <laughs> kind of did her dirty there. <laughs> yeah, they did her dirty, <laughs> sure. really tight. Great. Um, yeah, and then I, I think important as well, uh, outdoor, well, not the outdoor scene, but there was a snow machine involved. It started Literally. raining. It was a ridiculously windy day. Oh, so it was yeah. like, it was like the one of the windiest days Absolute of the year. gale force winds. So, you know, I can't remember the name. The, so the tag him below, but the poor guy standing outside the whole time, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah something. He was great. He was a good lad. Yeah. The the uh, the kind of thumbnail classic shot of through yeah, the window was, was like it was, that was one night the first time when I kind of was standing there like, oh my god, we've actually we're actually doing something serious here. Yeah. Like I was, it was kind of like sending photos to like my friends and family, being like. <laughs> <laughs> We've literally got a snow machine here. Yeah, like yeah. what? And like, oh, it's yeah. just, it was quite mad. Like proper, it higher outdoor lighting, and it was. Yeah. Generally, going back to yeah, we had a, there was a makeup artist who was great. Yeah, she was Stephanie also Stephanie Young, I think. Yes. Why? Um, it was Steph. She's on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Steph. Steph. Why would you um, commit to saying a name that you don't know on a podcast? Well, I got basically yeah. right. So well, we don't know if you did. Well, it was definitely Steph. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, she, yeah, it was like that. So she was there all day. As yeah, well, she was touching great. up every scene, touching oh, up makeup. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that again is so funny. But I think one of the reasons that we got away with all of it and we were able to to do it was we'd set ourselves a good platform that it made sense for us to do it. And I think it goes back to like, you know, consistency. It's like we were doing videos all year. Yeah, yeah. and then if it had been like the first bit of video that we'd done all that year. I don't think it would have been as receptive. It yeah. almost would have felt like disingenuous. It was like, yeah. okay, I think everyone would agree that it kind of made sense for us. It wasn't like, it w- was out of the blue, but it wasn't like, oh, like what? Yeah. It was like, what as in a sense, it was like, oh, that was higher quality than I was expecting, but it wasn't like, oh, uh, it doesn't make sense for Cairngorm to be doing something like that. Oh, 100%. Um, Which is cool. Yeah, I think, I think, like we're saying, it all comes back to, we want to do more video content. We're going to keep 
doing more video content. Yeah. Um, these are obviously all being filmed. They are podcasts, um, but yeah, they're also available on YouTube to watch Paris as well. Paris just wasn't being filmed for a bit there. Oh no. Oh. I remember when that red light went off. It's bad. That one's not got a red light on either. Yeah, it does. Right, good good segue into a crisp break. Crisp break. Um, We 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 spoke to Crispy Creed today, (laughs) and not sure if he's a hundred percent. He's confident about the fact we were talking about him. No, he's not even listened to the podcast yet. But no one has. None of your staff are listening to this podcast. Really? Can we get it on loop on the Sonos? (laughs) Probably. Um, Not but like twenty five views already. We are. These are the crisps I was telling you about last week. They're maybe the best crisps ever. The Torres Black. I've got to be honest. I think the truffle is too intense. I know that's the purpose. I feel like with a dip, it would, it would slap. Like a truffle mate. No, like an Osnade. Like, um, what's that? Like, kind of pinky one. Sriracha. Like a male sriracha. That's no, like a classic crisp dip. Hollandaise? Hollandaise? No. Wait, how many, how many dips can you name in five seconds? Five, four... Three, two, one. That was your five seconds. <laughs> that, was, that was your five seconds. Oh. I'll go again. Okay. I'll go one, two, three, then I'll go five, four. One, two, three, five, Salsa, four. Mayo, guac. One. That was three. What's it? Salsa, mayo, guac. Yeah. Cheese and chives, the worst. Remember when you used to get those like four patting? Yeah, they yeah, still that's exist. That's what I'm talking about. That's where the kind of pink you one get is. You've the chilled country. You've you the, all the. Do you the think that's Prawn Mary Rose? Like that's is it Thousand Islands? That's it. That's the, the, dra- the dressing from a Thousand Islands. Is Thousand Islands the same as Prawn Mary Rose sauce? I think it basically is. Which is basically just ketchup and mayo. Yeah. That but that incredible. taste that would go so well with that. That's what I was trying to say. Why is it called Thousand Islands? <laughs> it's been made on a Thousand Islands. Don't know. I have to ask the Americans. I think it's American, is it? Who knows? Um. Uh, interesting segue. Uh, How many creeds are you giving these? <laughs> uh, for me, is it out of ten or is it out of twelve? It's out of ten. We're sacking it out of twelve. Um, it's yeah. out, It's got to be a f- five. That's so rude. <laughs> no, because the crisp crunch, the texture, Fine. fantastic. However, like truffle is a very, very polarizing flavor. As well, I've got them over here. Um, the only pickles. Corny I mean, corn. These are a nine out of ten. They're my favorite. Really? I absolutely love them. Um, Obviously, now that I don't eat, I used to love flame grilled steak McCoys, but oh, they are good. I can't eat them. Now. Some vinegar ones are good too. Paprika too. Uh, that was we're massively off topic. Right. Well, we're on the crisp topic, which is also topic. But uh, what I was going to say was talking about flavor and sauces. We obviously want to make our own sauce. Uh, I, I'm, yep. This is my next project. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to approve. Yes, <laughs> Gorm sauce. Yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll or potentially trodden black. Who um, who make our chili jam? Chili jam, they're great. Um, dollar. Are we going to do a Christmas ad on that, or are we going to sell out through Christmas? Ad? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, good day, actually. Yeah, good. Uh, it's more, it's more thinking like a good salt. We'll summer. do. We'll maybe there will be videos about us making our own sauce at some stage. I'm mm. sure. Um, but back to marketing, please. Yes, that was a good crisp break. Um, yeah. So I, I think going forward, I guess what are the plans? So we have made a rod for our own back, in that we have to do continue. We have to do a podcast weekly. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have to do lots of video content, yeah. and now we have to do a Christmas ad. Are you committed to all of those things? Well, I, I, obviously, we were talking. It's hard work. I love making content. Yeah, I, I do find it enjoyable because not just from a kind of egotistical. Uh, I want to be seen on social media. For me, it's more an opportunity to like flesh out the business. Like I think mm. by doing this podcast as, as an example, we've really we it, it will help us to understand more about like what are we doing well, what are we not doing well. Just by almost regurgitating, like this is great. We've not done an analysis of did we achieve what we wanted to achieve with the Christmas ad. Yeah. But similarly, like the Christmas ad in itself has made us discover a lot about the business. Like, yeah. um, you know, do people like us? Do <laughs> do one hundred eighteen thousand people? Oh, 1,500 of them actually liked it. Yes. Uh, I think, like, th- there's it's it's uh, it's opened up a lot of, like, conversations. Like, it's given us an opportunity for, um, like, ho- people to speak to us about wholesale. I think, like, that was a big one. Yeah, but even, like, the, being able to get postcards printed with the image of the Christmas ad and be able to have almost, like, a cross, uh, you know, something that's not just a picture of packaging yeah. to yeah. to use as, like, a marketing tool. Like, we had our own hashtag, uh for those who care. For those who care. Like, um, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> oh, they almost forgot that. Uh, just don't care. <laughs> um, I love that you said it, like, we had our own hashtag, like, we owned a hashtag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, trademark. Like, like, this is great. Anyone can have a hashtag, right? Uh, uh, just quickly on that, I think important to note as well, we did spend advertising. Like, we paid yeah. on Google and on Instagram to obviously push the video further. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably important, again, for other brands watching this. Um, it's hard to get high viewing numbers without giving it a little nudge, I think. So what was the video before the Christmas ad? It was like we had 95 views, views or something. Yeah. So we're not that <laughs> From that, we went to 44,000. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is nuts. So usually only 95 people watch us. Yeah. I think organically it had a lot more likes, though. Yeah, yeah, within yeah. like the first twenty four hours, it already hit a thousand. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was just lots of people sharing it and Instagram going, "Oh, cool, this is this is good, we like w- it." Weirdly, Instagram doesn't give me the metric for shares, but I think there will have been a substantial amount. It should give you the metric for shares. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem to on my Instagram. You don't trust me. No, we better get that looked into. It should show you shares, saves, likes, impressions. Yeah, it should show you all of them. Yeah, I know. I know it should. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Uh, how do I interesting. Um, I don't know if we're going to cut this bit or not. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it in. Just keep it rolling. You insights. Here we go. There you go. Yeah, but look, shares. Just. Oh yeah, it's blank. It's like that for all of our videos. Interesting. So that's kind of weird. Maybe it's GDPR. Maybe it is. People reached. Yeah, that's impressions. Eighty-five thousand. Yeah. There you go on IG. Um, which is interesting. Which, you know, again, so confusingly with all these metrics, and this is why I just don't get involved in any of this stuff. So 59, 60,000 views, and uh, people people reached 85,000. I've what? got 118,000 written down here yeah, on the reel. It says that, but, that's, yeah. but maybe that's, is it uh, Facebook as well? Maybe, uh, Let's just say hundreds of thousands <laughs> of views. That's what the newspaper said. Anyway. Hundreds of thousands of impressions. Hundreds of thousands. At least 162,000. Yeah. But probably a lot more. Probably a lot more. 
Yeah. I, um, fa- fascinating, like, whole, the process was just, it was just fascinating. Like, I really got a lot of value from it, and I think if, um, if I knew how it was going to be, if I knew how it was going to end, everything uh, before we did it, I would still spend that money again. And I think well, that, makes more sales. to me, uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's success, but I, I think it may, means it worked for us. It achieved the goals that you wanted it to achieve, I think. So yeah, um, I think that's good. And I think uh, we, we are definitely going to talk more about this. I'm quite looking forward to it, hopefully uh, with some guests maybe in the future discussing this a lot more because obviously you're getting a very Cairngorm focused mm-hmm. snapshot of what marketing looks like for us yeah. uh, we spend a lot of time with other business owners we talk a lot about this so I'm yeah I can't wait to have some big names on yeah you know discussing hopefully stuff that can add value to the people who listen to this podcast because I think we've kind of given what we did and a bit of insight into how we did it and hopefully that adds value. But again, I think people think there's some sort of secret sauce or there's a button you can press, and you'll get this a lot as well, Jack, where all of a sudden your marketing works. And I think, long story short, you just need to keep cracking on and keep making videos and changing things, seeing if they work, giving stuff a shot. most annoying thing, and and we kind of intimated to it last last week in the last episode, but... There will be probably, or hopefully there will be a bit of content that we make on like TikTok or something, which is pretty throwaway content, which will exceed the reach of this. Yeah. (laughs) Without any spend, really. You know, that seems perfectly feasible. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great goal as well. Like when that TikTok was started getting a bit more attention than you, I was like, okay, now I want to beat the Christmas ad. Yeah. But you know, not in like a malicious way, just in like a, you know, let's, Let's keep it yeah. going. Let's, yeah. let's step it up. But I suppose then it be, it's important to then think. Well, okay, if we're spending this money, and you know that is possible, it's like what? Yeah, what is the perceived value? Like why? Why do it? But th- this has aligned our brand in a way that a TikTok <laughs> viral wouldn't. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's a. Uh, I think it's really added a lot of credibility to what we're doing. So pulling back from that and. Again, I don't know how long we've been going on for so far here, but... 44 minutes. Oh, again. <sighs> You've got like some kind of like alarm clock. I in do. Those I just am like, it feels like it's been too long already. Yeah. Um, Hannah, um, you know, our supervisor from Frederick Street and who helps in the roastery now as well. Uh, she was asking along the lines of, you know, how do you track as a business the content you're putting out versus the sales it gets? And I think... That is something I'm always acutely interested in. And obviously when we chatted about the ad, you know, I said to you, this is the sales I think yeah. we need to achieve. And I think for a lot of business owners, for a lot of people, it's really, really tough to tie back money received to content put out. And I think, again, another thing we would just like to stress is for other business owners maybe listening to this, it comes in so many other holistic ways yeah. outside of just money getting spent so like i both of us still receive emails now which say you know cold emails saying saw you guys on the yeah saw your christmas ad or saw you did your podcast you know you get a lot of those and i think so many of our wholesale customers as well they've spotted us through videos that we do so not everything we do instantly equals a sale that goes through the website or a sale that goes through order space Mm -hmm. we think our cafes have got busier 
it's hard to yeah it's hard to gauge that based on the video content we produce yeah especially given by the last few years of covid etc it's like it's hard to to notice trends but definitely is yeah it's definitely helping isn't it so i think long story short and probably let's wrap up on this and you can maybe give us some probably it's going to be my words of wisdom (laughs) some more um is that just start doing it and i think that's yeah. You know, anyone who's thinking about giving video content and just generally making more content a go, just start doing it. You have to commit to doing it. Keep doing it. And don't be disheartened when it doesn't go viral. Because, like, that has been my life for the past mm-hmm. six months with all the videos we've been doing here. Yeah. It's just getting, like, minimal traction. But being happy that, you know, the people, the bosses like them and that the people in it like them and then the, the 20 likes that they do get, people like them, you know? <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like that's, yeah. it's the long game, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Minimal attractions. Harsh. Yeah. Oh, I'm, to- I'm talking my keys to TikTok, you know? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly popping off over there. No, and it, it's not. And I think that's another thing. Multiple platforms. We're talking TikTok, mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, Instagram. Some people still use Facebook. I don't know who they are. Uh, but all these platforms have different metrics, different viewers, you know, different types of people watching content on all of them. So again, it's important to get stuff, I think, out. I would say it's not important to get it out across all channels. I think if you want and don't have enough time, figure out what channel is going to work best for you and get your content out on that one. You know, if you're going to be long form and you want to do podcasts, you want to do videos making stuff, like even brewing coffee, YouTube's probably the place to go. Mm -hmm. If you have time, you can clip that up for TikTok, but you want to probably be getting people back to your YouTube channel eventually if you want to make long form content. And I suppose understanding the the kind of content it is for the platform you're you're pitching it to. So like, uh, there's a lot of content on our TikTok currently which doesn't exist elsewhere. Like it's not on our Instagram. Some might be carried over to uh to, to reels but yeah. like i feel like the reels can be a little bit more for, for us they're usually higher uh it's quite harsh because jack has been making a lot of the t- no but it's no like, but i i agree i think no, i think the ones going over to tiktok uh, t- to reels should be the polished ones yeah 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 because exactly, yeah. you don't want to saturate your instagram suddenly like because yeah. with tiktok we're just trying to make stuff stick but then again it's like jumping up from there like youtube again it's like they're even usually more there's all like i feel Obviously, YouTube is like longer form. They're trying to do the short stuff. But I just, it's quite, I'm not really getting that. Not yeah. clicking with that. But uh, I feel like um, reels, like you can just be flicking through, but people are usually searching and coming across videos on YouTube. Or, yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot less just like stumbling across something. I mean, that happens, obviously, but um, I feel like, yeah, I just, YouTube's a, a funny one. We've not at all cracked YouTube. We've not at all cracked Instagram or to we've not at all cracked anything in the grand yeah. scheme of things but you know what I mean it's like um, IG for a while was like you could just basically put anything out and yeah. as long as your audience was relatively good it kind of got some traction but uh, YouTube is literally we can, we've, pro- we've got videos up there probably got less than 20 views yeah <laughs> it's mental yeah, because when you think about the, the amount of effort you put so into it, so make sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. turn that <laughs> notifications <laughs> bell on. Let's like let's get and it. subscribe. No, subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe. And like, there. And like there. Um, I well, again, just to wrap up, I think important for people to make their video content, but at the same time, be self-aware enough to realize not everything 
is adds value and it's important people are not going to watch you unless you're adding value so you know there's obviously be bits of this waffly podcast that don't add value but hopefully there's some nuggets in it as well that do add value and i think that's the important thing around making video content is people don't just sit and watch shite for yeah 100 five minutes you will get flicked past. no matter how much we hope <laughs> yeah exactly so add some value yeah yeah 100 percent. right well, that was probably long that's enough this time, is that's it? That's a wrap. That's well, it. Thank I'll, you all. So I, do, so I just say thank you very much for watching. And uh, uh, we think we might be doing... Oh, uh, we didn't really actually touch upon the fact we're in a different location. We thought maybe, f- you know, ongoing we would try it. This is only relevant I think they'll YouTube, have figured out by now that we're not <laughs> in the roastery. Hopefully. <laughs> um, shout out to Treen. Uh, Why are you not doing that shout out? Surely. Well, we are in like a Treen office. I'll call it maybe my office. Oh, yeah, um, um, but it's a lovely space, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, desks available. Anyone wants to rent a desk? <laughs> Hit me up in the comments. Um, desk available to rent in the train office. But yeah, we will be moving about each week. Um, hopefully, we're getting some guests lined up. Sometimes I think sometimes it will just be us two. Sometimes it will be some of the Cairngorm staff. But we'll also be. Um, speaking to other people in and around Edinburgh initially, but probably want to we want to get out of the here. We'll be doing some East Side New York podcasts, maybe Cairngorm in the Cairngorms, maybe a wee London Coffee Festival. London got all that great, wouldn't it? Well, that's that's what we're hoping. We'll get James Hoffman's spot. <laughs> He'll be out, and we'll be in. It's funny you say that because he he is probably the other person I can imagine doing a Christmas ad. Is it? No, I could imagine. It makes sense. Bringing it back to the Christmas ad. Trying to flog um, his books. Anyway, Merry Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for watching.